I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Are you ready to win at the game of life? Well, throw out that rule book and get down to the business of being the best and most authentic version of you. Welcome to the Human Design Podcast. We're changing the rules around success, abundance, purpose, love, and life, where we're creating a planet where everyone can thrive in a world that loves and supports each other. I'm your host, Emma Dunwoody, a qualified master coach, human design expert, podcaster, and entrepreneur that is living the life of my dreams, breaking all the rules while doing it, making a huge impact, and living my design and manifesting miracles on the daily. Join me as I break down and simplify everything you need to live in alignment with your human design, teach you how to recondition your unconscious mind for greatness, and to take back your power so you can manifest your heaven on earth and serve the rest of the planet at the same time. It's time to give up the fear and step into your highest potential, to reach for the stars, to know and live your greatness. It's what you deserve and it's what the planet really needs from you. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hey, hey, and welcome everybody to today's episode. I am so freaking excited to be here having this conversation today. And I've got to be honest, I want to vomit a little bit in my mouth because I'm going to talk about something that I haven't spoken about on the podcast yet with two of my all-time favorite humans. So today I have the incredible Elizabeth Ralph and Taylor Jason here with me to talk all things post-Camino. Welcome, ladies. Hi. So excited. So excited. As we said before we started this, it doesn't matter really. This is just going to be so magical because there's so much energy behind it and there's so much creation we did on the Camino that then has carried its way into our lives in such a magical way. And it's like, how can we connect the dots between, between like a life-changing event and like, what does it really change in life? You know? Yeah. I love that. It's that integration piece. Did you want to say something to I was just going to say, I think it's going to be fun too. People are going to get an experience of what it was like to be on the Camino with us. Like the conversations we were having, I feel like we talk about it all. I'm like, oh, we had such magical conversations and people are going to get to hear it and almost feel like they were there with us. So that's going to be fun. Mm, I love that. And that kind of makes me think straight away, like I want to jump into the intentions that we set. Um, I want to talk about, you know, how they've integrated into our lives and that sort of thing. But before I do, like just responding to what you just said, T, I think one of the things for me on the Camino that was just such an eye-opener was how easy life can be when you're surrounded by the correct people. You know, I think that was the thing for me that just blew my mind because although we were faced with really challenging things most days, um, it still seemed easy all at the same time, which, to be honest, that was actually part of my initial intention to actually move from the hustle and the the striving and the forcing and move more into sort of ease and grace. And it was such an experience of ease and grace, I felt. Yeah, definitely. I think the overarching themes of simplicity and ease were were definitely there. Yeah, I remember you talking yeah. about that, Emma, and and I'm so glad you brought it back up because, of course, we had how many, feels like thousands of hours, you know, walking and talking and everything. But I remember you talking about that, how, you um, know, I talk about like, you know, I this all the time. And it's like, 
uh, it really, when you have your right environment set up with the people, it is, that's what it feels like. We were all, I think you talked about too, that we all supported each other and we supported the entity because we were, we were like a team of four that was just moving forward, you know, and each person had their kind of role and it was never like, Oh, you need to do this. It was like, no, let me do this. And then therefore we all, we all rise, you know, which is kind of the way that we live our lives. Emma, we've talked about those. That's the way we, we run the business. Like it's kind of the one way you do one thing, you way do the way you do everything. Yeah. I think that's so true. It's that real shifting out of putting expectation onto other members of the team and instead taking responsibility for the role that you play within the team. You know, mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating just watching how um, how everything was so perfectly timed that, you know, each one of us would have our meltdown day, but no one had meltdown days on the same day. It's like it was always like so perfectly, um, I don't know, intertwined and matched and supportive. Yes, it was. And, and I think that the meltdown days were so reflective of just what exactly what we needed, but we didn't like, it wasn't like, okay, I need this. Therefore you need to do this. It was like, no, I need this. I'm responsible for myself. I'm going to, you know, cause like for me, whenever I kind of hit, you know, a wall, so to speak, what I do just in life in general is I kind of step back, I pull back. And you guys noticed like a couple of times I was like, I'll meet you on the trail tomorrow. Like I'm just, I just want to go stay in a hotel with some crisp white sheets and an air conditioner. Mm -hmm. And I just want to not have to get up at 5am and I write in my journal, you know, and I was like a different person when I met you the next day, you know? Yeah. I have to say that was one of the things that like really blew me away about you. Cause like, as I'm sure I'll talk about, like for me to take a break, it has to be forced. And I just watched you so effortlessly be like, I'm just, you know, going to take a day off. And I was like, oh, I'm in awe of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love I, that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just, I kind of feel it coming on and I'm like, I'm going to catch it before, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, and from one emotional authority to another, I feel like that is such a such an important um, muscle for us to build to be very aware of when you know we're getting tired and potentially that emotional low is on its way um, to be able to take care of ourselves and especially in that environment because I mean the first time I walked the Camino I felt so much more pressure to do it a certain way this time and I would say it's just because of the company that we kept there was no pressure like we were all like sweet do it whichever way you want to do it there's no expectation um, and I want to come back to that expectation versus responsibility piece. I, I noticed one of my big lessons from the Camino was realising how often I would take responsibility for other people in my life all the time, you know, emotionally, physically, financially, you know, in, in every area. Like I would just, if they weren't, you know, if they didn't have what they wanted or they weren't where they wanted to be, then I would take responsibility for it. And I think that in especially in the beginning and and keeping in mind that we were walking with Coop my 16 year old son um but one of the things I learned so early on was the difference of spending all this time with adults who are taking responsibility for themselves you know that was a real freaking game changer I had one day um where and and just to sort of demonstrate the way Coop was on the Camino as well where 
I'd said, oh, look, I'm going to wash my socks and undies. Give me your socks and undies. And he's like, um, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I went out of the room and then apparently he starts bitching and moaning about the fact that he can't be bothered washing and he's having a bit of a complaint about it to T. And, um, and T just says, well, your mum just asked you she was going to do it for you. Why didn't you just give her your socks and undies? And he just said, no, because they're my responsibility. And I was like, wow, like that was it. And I kind of feel like that was such a big lesson for me, for the Camino is actually being around responsible adults, you know, like I didn't have to reteach anyone how to treat me. In fact, I was the one that had to reteach myself how to treat myself. Like shit, everyone's really got themselves, you know, like everyone has got themselves. And that was just such a beautiful, beautiful environment to be challenged. You know, it was a challenging thing for us to be doing every day, uh, knowing that, you know, we were all so well supported yet, you know, equally um, and I suppose paradoxically everyone was taking full responsibility for themselves. Yeah, I have to respond to that because going back to that intention piece, my intention, I remember saying it out loud to you, and I don't I don't think I really knew what I meant until I understood what I received, but I remember saying to you, Em, I said, I just don't want anyone to need me. And I think that's what I meant was like, I don't want to feel responsible for anybody else's crap because like you, that's you know a big lesson. And that is what I received was just being surrounded by adults who take responsibility for themselves. And I got to the end of the experience and I was like, oh, that's what I really meant. And that is what I received. So totally. Mm, I love that. Let's talk about intentions because I also set a big intention for the Camino and I was so sure I, I thought I knew what that intention meant, but I bloody didn't. Um, of course, no surprise. Now I look back on it. So why don't we talk about that? Um, Elizabeth, do you want to kick off? Like what was the intention that you set for the Camino? It was independence, you know, and like you say, like I, my definition of what that was, uh, was, I mean, it, it just, it was so, so not correct. Right. I went into this thinking, okay, independence from, okay, I have a backpack and I just don't need the world and everything I, I need is in this backpack. So that was like, I was strictly focusing on like the physical kind of space independence, you know? Um, and I remember the first couple of days, uh, I remember talking to you, uh, Ams about the divorce and I talked to you, Taylor as well. And you guys were so great because I just pretty much like, blah, like I just needed to talk about. It. And then on the third day, I was like, I don't need to talk about that anymore. It was like, I didn't, it was like, it was gone. It was like left on the Camino. Right. And so it was really, for me, it was a more, I realized it was more of an emotional independence that I was really seeking. Um, but, you know, as I said on the Camino, I, I don't know. I, I just knew this. I was like, I'm getting the lessons on the Camino, but the biggest lessons will come after the Camino. And oh my God. Oh, <laughs> like, holy shit. And we'll get into that. But yeah. that was definitely, uh, that was definitely my intention. Yeah, I love that. Um, and d same, same deal, same deal for me. And I'll go into mine in a little bit. That whole like, yeah, I think, I think it's this, but actually, see, like, no, no, it's like coming to us. Like, the intention is this intention, and the words make perfect sense in retrospect. But that was not the slap in the face I was expecting. And <laughs> you know, I was expecting something very different. But I'll go in in just a little bit. T, tell us about your intention and how it played out for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I stated one already, which was, I didn't want anyone to need me. 
Um, but my biggest one was just to be present because it really is something that I've struggled with, but like being present in my body and in the moment. And, you know, for the longest time I did, as you would say, Emma, I did anxiety, um, for the longest time and going into that experience, I really just wanted the simplicity to take over and I wanted to be present and I didn't expect what I received for being present. And it was like day one, the Camino was like, you want to be present? Here's 12 blisters. And I was like, what is going on? And I just have to say, because I really know that this was my universal lesson because the shoes, like people be like, oh, well, it was just the shoes or the walking. These are the same shoes that I bought like four months before the walk. I trained in them. I walked in the same conditions, clothes, terrain, length of walking, like not even a hint of anything wrong with my feet. And day one, I'm like, forced to be present in my body to where I didn't I don't think I said a word for like the first week and it was like totally starting yeah I was freaking you out like what is happening here I mean I'm a little bit quiet natured as it is but like you know walking 15 miles a day and I'm not saying a word um and it's because I was in so much pain the only thing I could think about were, were my feet and also like you know here I am for the first time in my adult life taking six weeks or more it ended up being about seven and a half not working And work is something that I've really built my identity around. And so I was really forced to be present with my body and not like, even if I wanted to check in on work, I couldn't, I couldn't form a thought. I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't respond to a message. I didn't want to open my emails. And I think it was really just that wake up call for me that in order for me to be present, it had to be so much physical pain. And that really is a theme that post Camino, like we keep saying, it keeps showing up and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a really big lesson for me. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think it's fascinating because we went through everything with you, didn't we? We like, even though we knew that you had the same shoes, you'd been carrying the same weight, you've been doing the same terrain, like we were like Googling everything. You're experimenting with everything and nothing made a difference. And having worked it twice, walked it twice and seeing everyone deal with blisters, like, you know, there's always a solution. And for you, just watching it was like, it, it, because the day it started to turn around was the day that you were like, fuck it okay, it just is shit, you know, and you fully accepted it. And it was the acceptance piece that started to really make the difference. And I thought like, I was, we were all like, yeah, well, there's the lesson, right? Yeah, and that's continued to to show up. And I, I think because of the Camino, because of that experience, I recognize it a lot faster now. And I know, now I know those yeah. same signals and I'm like, okay, I just need to accept this for what it is. And then it, you know, gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love mean, that. Taylor, you're, you're so, so go you no, know? I mean, you're so strong and it's just like, you can push through anything. But like, yeah. Yeah. That was not my lesson to push through. I think I'll, that was one of the things we were theorizing, like, you know, is the lesson just to push through the pain. And I've done so much of that in my life. Like I would have crawled to the end of the Camino. And for me, it was really about recognizing that I needed rest and admitting it to myself and not being afraid to admit that I needed something and, you know, being, not being afraid to disappoint other people because I needed a break. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it was fascinating just watching all that play out, you know, like seeing how you being in excruciating pain all day, every day for the first week. Um, And it didn't like, like it didn't let up. Like you were in pain for most of like a good two thirds, right? Like it was a really significant um, lesson. But it was also fascinating the days that you did finally take a day off 
you looked on the outside like you were struggling more with taking the day off than you were with handling the pain. And, you know, that was the thing for me that I'm like, hmm, there it yep. is. There it you is it. right there. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what about you, Em? What were yours? Well, I, the, one of the intentions for me, well, one of the, <clears throat> the intentions was not to let the team down um, because there was a part of me that was very conscious of, you know, being significantly older, um, you know, especially in this beginning bit, knowing that I'd already walked the uh, the Pyrenees, knowing how hard it was, and it was you, Taylor, uh, Cooper and I. So I was really conscious that you two, you know, spring chickens, and I was like, far out. I don't want to, like, slow people down. I don't want to be the one that's dragging back because the last Camino I walked, I had this whole, I would say, I was going to say love-hate, but there was no love. Like, it was a hate-hate relationship with my pack. You know, I just freaking hated it. And it, the hate-hate relationship started on the day one, walking up and over the Pyrenees. And um, what I really learned at the offset was like, oh, my God, like I could not only keep up, you know, um, and, you know, thank you, Taylor's feet, because I feel like I got a bit of a head start with you in pain. But I was like, oh, my God, not only can I keep up, like I'm doing really well and my fitness was off the charts and, you know, I didn't have significant joint pain, like all these things that I had last time. However, I think we were, what, like three days in and I get some sort of horrible, coldy, virusy thing and I was so sick and we had to stop. And I felt so bad. Like I felt so bad that we had to stay in the one place and I was like, oh, my God, we're going to be late for Elizabeth. And I was like, you know, really felt like I let the team down. And as I'm lying there, like shivering and sweating at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, I've created a life where I can make the own, my own rules. Why am I worried about this? And in that moment I kind of let it go. And on later reflection, one of the things I've really learned about myself is, and, and I and I pause because I'm like, I think it's fair to say it's an unresourceful thing, is that I go so hard at the beginning of things, I will often end up flat on my back early on. And what we actually discovered the further we got with the Camino was that like we took a lot like a couple of breaks so I was sick and then we took probably what five days later another break in Burgos so we'd taken these big significant breaks and both like all of our egos were not so happy about it but then what was crazy is when we stopped forcing it when we stopped trying to be like doing it the way we should do it it actually dawned on all of us and this is once Elizabeth had arrived as well is we were like holy shit, we've been walking for three weeks straight without a day off and it's easy. And it was like, for me, I'm like, oh. And I literally said to um, Jazz, my personal trainer, amongst other things, uh, yesterday when she was doing something, I'm like, remember, I'm a tortoise, not a hare. And it's been such a big lesson being an emotional authority, learning that I go so much faster when I go slower. So if I take more time in the beginning, especially, um, then I actually speed up at the end and, and, you know, I smash it. So that was a large part of um, the whole journey for me. Absolutely. And mm. just the integration of these lessons, just it, that, I think that's what blows my mind is like I feel like we scratched the surface on the lessons. I mean, we almost like uncovered them and then – they have weaved their way into our lives in such big ways. And I'm so grateful, by the way, I'll just say that I have been able to, we've all just stayed really close. I mean, I think it just, I mean, I know it was meant to be, 
that we were all together on this journey. Yeah. But it's just like, even from the minute we met in person, it was like, it was like there was no separation, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Like the moment that, and you've talked a lot about it uh, with your community and on Instagram and the podcast, Elizabeth, but it was crazy. Like the moment you turned up, we were just like, we, we all were like lifelong friends. It was like we'd known each other forever and in person, not just, over the internet you know so it was it was crazy amazing it was so cool um one of the other intentions that I just want to touch on as well and I'm going to talk more about it when I because I want to ask the challenge question um one of the other intentions that I had and I was so sure I knew what it was all about was you know this queen bee energy um it was really interesting because I had been given this whole queen bee thing over and over again um you know ended up buying the hat literally serendipitously um one of my clients and now friends she also went to um our mexico retreat tiffany you know she told this story about the these bees and queen bee all this stuff like it was just like synchronicity after synchronicity and i remember saying on the initial podcast like when we're sitting in st john and i'm talking about the queen bee thing and i'm like i've got to be the queen bee in my business i was so sure it was about my business it turns out it was not about my business at all. And in fact, it had more to do with my relationship. Um, and I had no idea, no idea at the time, um, even on the Camino, I had no idea that it was going to be about my relationship because there was part of me that was like, yeah, you know, we need to work on this relationship. You know, like I'm not 100% happy. If I'm not happy, then he's probably not 100% happy. Um, but I didn't know until I got home that actually this whole queen bee thing was more aligned to stepping into my power, um, you know, personally and not even personally, like at a much deeper level than just the business. It's like at my core. Um, and interestingly, my 20, one of my 2023 words, my personal word was bloom. And I hadn't until recently, like I'm talking the last, I'm going to say three weeks, I'm kind of like that whole bloom thing really hasn't um, taken off. I would say in the last three or four weeks, I'm like, oh, okay, I see how all these things had to play out before I could fully step into this bloom piece. So, yeah, I think the other part of my intention is that I was so sure that this um, this wanting to step into my queen bee, and it was also about letting go of the the trying so hard and the working so hard and the, the hustling and busting my ass and moving into this more ease and grace and more allowing and accepting. And, um, and yeah, I did not see it coming when I got back and realised it was so much more about my relationship than it was about my business. Yeah. This is, this is one of the things I want to say, because you both have said it in a way, it's like it's the integration afterwards. Like you think you know you know, before you go, you set the intention and while you're walking, you're having all these big ahas, but it's not like, it's, it's no mistake that we're recording this, like what, six months after we finished walking. Like, it's not because we forgot. It's not because we were busy. It's because it's all been integrating and playing out. And like, I think if we would have had this conversation, you know, a week after we finished, it'd be very different because the lessons have just kept coming and like the metaphors of the Camino stay with you. Like I, I, I referenced a Camino metaphor to you, um, I think last week in a voice message, I was like, you do realize that this is just like the one metaphor of blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I think what's uncanny to me is that it's so clear the connection. It is it like 
you know, I said, you know, mine was independent, right? And that I really didn't even know the version of what that is. Like when I said that, that was from my thinking mind at the time that, but it's like the experience and the discovery is where we get the real version of it. Right. And, uh, you know, before this, uh, I, I just was looking back at some of the, some of the notes that I wrote and I, I literally wrote, I am not the person who needs to be cared for anymore. I wrote that on June 24th, which was the day after my birthday, because I had my birthday on the Camino. And it is shocking that I wrote that because I couldn't, there is no greater lesson. Like my ass has been handed to me on that lesson since then, you know, and Emma knows this because Emma and I talk daily, by the way, all you listeners about <laughs> about all of our shit and everything. Right. But what has been coming up after is that it is, it's so crystal clear to me. Well, first of all, how much our childhood stories go into so many of our things, but especially relationships, but um, that, you know, I was kind of raised by everyone as a child because my parents split and then my parents kind of went away. And so uh, I, I realized that my entire life I have been in relationships and I have seeked relationships where I'm with someone who is a very strong caretaker. And on the Camino, I realized I don't need a caretaker anymore. And then I found myself just two months ago in a situation where, as you know, Emma, that was like right back in my face because I, even though I said it on the Camino, I didn't know how to live it. I didn't know how yeah. to live it. And I was like going, Oh, well, I only understand how relationships work that I had in the past. Well, no, no. The universe was like, no, no, you said you wanted this. We're about to break everything up for you and give you not what you want, but what you asked us for. It's so clear to me now. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I feel like that's exactly what's happened in my world as well. And, you know, I just have to reflect back to one little metaphor or one little story from the Camino. I remember I think it was day, I think it was day two for you, Elizabeth, and we we're all sitting on the bed and Elizabeth and, um, no, I'm standing up, Taylor's sitting on the opposite bed and Elizabeth's asking us, like you're asking us, should I carry my pack today? Should I? Should I? And T and I are just looking at each other with this knowing look like there's no fucking way we're telling you whether you should or you shouldn't. Like whatever, like. What do you, uh, we're asking you questions. And then you said, you just, and I remember seeing this look on your face where you went, because you decided not to, you decided not to carry it for the mm -hmm. first few days. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing this look on the face when you made the decision, like, I'm going to yeah. carry my bag. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I'm ready. And it was, it was for me, I, I, like, for me, I feel like that was your turning point, you know, where someone else didn't tell you what to do and how to be. And you were like, you were away. It was like someone like, like lit a match under your ass and off you went. And I just loved it because T and I literally looked at each other as if to say, there is no fucking way that we, we're answering that question for you. We'll just hold space for whatever you want to do. And we both also yeah. knew the decision um, you were going to make because you had already talked yourself into it. You gave yourself your own answer and we were both just like, she'll get there. <laughs> yeah. That was so I'm cool. just it, it is just so, so absolutely incredible. And it also showed me how, I, you know, when it comes to money and all these things, I'm, I'm so free flow. I'm so open. I'm so, so future oriented. Like there are no rules, like creativity, all this. 
what it did is it like totally, it completely showed me that, well, I wasn't actually applying those principles in other areas of my life, like a relationship. I had these ideas of what that needed to look like, whether it's traditional or whatever. And it's like, I kept like bouncing up against those ideas. Yeah. And I feel like, like for me, that is so much like the Camino for me itself was, you know, it, it was evidence that this intention that I could have ease and grace and even like face challenge. Cause that was a big thing for me. Like I'm, I fully appreciate that there's always going to be challenge in life, but I want to be able to really trust myself through it um, and not have to like hustle and grind and, and do, you know, do the hard yards because I realized in the past that I've made things much harder for myself than they needed to be. Um, so I totally resonate with, with all of that. And I didn't know what I was asking for either. I had um, like this metaphor and I remember knowing at the time that there was something more than this and being really afraid to say it out loud. And I did sort of start to talk about these sort of topics on the Camino, but just didn't expect what would come next when I got home. But there's this place on the Camino called Cruz de Ferro, right? It's this big cross at the top of a mountain. Um, and the whole idea is that you leave behind the parts of yourself that you, you know, you no longer need um, so that you can fully step into the person that you came here to become walking the Camino. And I had had so much intuitive guidance that I had to leave behind this particular Shungite Merkaba that I'd worn for about two and a half years. Every single day I'd worn it. I knew I had to leave it and I didn't want to. I did not want to leave this Merkaba behind. I loved it. I loved it so much. And my mind could not see the purpose of leaving it behind, but I just knew with all of my heart that I had to leave it behind. I had no idea, no freaking idea what that metaphor stood for when I left it at the cross that day. You know, I knew that there was there were pieces of myself that I needed to leave behind. I knew that, um, you know, there there was very significant things that I was focusing on, but I thought that that I knew the answer and I just didn't. I really just didn't because, you know, not long after I got home from the Camino and I'm talking like days, um, I lost my mother. She died. And I, um, Justin and I had the first conversation around, like, he was basically like, mm, I'm out, um, which started this whole snowball of, you know, what do we do? Do we separate? Do we this? Do we that? Da, 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 which we've now come to this place where we're separated. Um, and I had no idea when I left that thing. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I had, there was no part of me that wanted to admit what I knew when I left that that Merkaba at that cross. And I knew it because I loved it. I loved it so much. I didn't want to let it go. However, this has definitely been one of the biggest lessons for me, you know, like talk about setting that intention to live your greatness and know your potential. Um, you know, here I find myself going through this process of you know, separating from my husband for that has been my husband for, well, I've been with him for 25 years, quarter of, um, well, half my life so far, not a quarter. Um, and I had no idea. And I think that this is this, this amazing thing that the Camino does. And it's happened to me twice. Um, 
that you have no idea how your life is going to change when you get back. And for me to have those two massive, significant, you know, gut punches, um, to be grieving my mother and my relationship at the same time, yeah, it's been it's been challenging. However, with the same with that Merkaba, like there was so much love as I went through it, you know, as we still go through it, like it's ups and downs and all of those things. Uh, we're doing the very best we can um, to navigate this and take care of the kids and all the things. But I think that one thing I knew from the the get-go was that same feeling that I had for the Merkaba. It doesn't matter how much I love my mum or my marriage, it just felt like time that I that I had to let it go. I had to respond. And I've got to say, like just for the human design geeks out there, like, it was just respond after respond after respond. I didn't initiate anything, you know, and, I, and what I thought I wanted, you know, like for me I've been in this place relationship-wise twice before and the last two times I doubled down, I did, the, did all the things I could do, I worked on it, I blah, blah, every you name it. And this time I was like, well, isn't the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? So this time I was like, well, I'm just going to respond and I'm going to have to trust my body and I'm going to have to trust my internal guidance, my strategy, my authority. And every single time there's been a big turn, um, whether it's with my mum, whether it's with Justin, it's all been in response. It's all been in alignment. And i got to say it makes it, it makes it easier on the hard days. It makes it easier when, you know, um, when I'm sad and I'm like, well, I know, I know that I can double down and inverted commas fix things, but then I also know that like that Merkaba, I, I I have to move on. I have to let it go. So, yeah, like my lessons post Camino have been pretty freaking intense. Yeah. And, well, one of the things um, I just want to say to you that I say to you all the time, but I want to say it here where everyone else can hear it is that the way that you navigate the challenges in your life is really inspiring, including all of this. You know, Elizabeth and I have both, you know, been with you on this whole journey as well. And just witnessing how you feel what you feel and you don't deny any of it. And then you're so quick to be like, what's the lesson? What's the up level? What's the thing? What's the elephant in the room? Like, you walk your talk more than anybody that I know. And so I just want to say that to you, like right here. Mm, thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I can, I just, I have to second that because I agree, Taylor. I've never seen, first of all, another human who can get through things so quickly. Uh, you like, I mean, I think it's because honestly, I think it's because you're so real and you're so full flow. So some of the messages that Taylor and I get are like, you know, hey, it's like, you know, everything's like exploded and it's all over the walls. And then the next day you're like, wait, I have brought this inward. I have an understanding of this. Like, I agree, Taylor. I don't know if even people out there have a, a capture of really how parallel the way that you live your life is to exactly what you say and you teach every single day. Exactly. Well said. Mm. Yeah, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And you know what the crazy thing is? I think the reason that I navigate the things, the hard stuff with as much ease and grace, even though like 
do not get me wrong, the amount of times both of you have received sobbing messages or, you know, like crazy stuff and is because I walk my talk, is because I don't, like the whole reason I haven't spoken about this until now is because I want to speak to it from a place that I can be open, authentic and honest and I had to be in a place where I could be, you know, I couldn't be raw with everybody. I couldn't have this conversation with everybody up until this point. You know, you two are the only ones that I could fully, fully express because without like losing my shit or just being a puddle on the floor. And I really appreciate that. And I and, and what I want to say is I, I, I everyone out there listening, I am no different to you. I really want everyone to understand that we can navigate through life with so much ease and grace and it doesn't mean we're going to avoid the hard stuff because this has been the hardest thing I think I've ever done in my entire freaking life. Um, You know, leaving someone that you, well, you know, at first it was like, well, he was out. So I didn't even have a choice in the beginning. You know, I, I had the rug pulled out of me when I'd come back going, right, let's work on it. Let's get this thing going. And then it was just this constant flip flop back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And then we've got to this place where, you know, we have to do the best thing for all parties involved. Um, so that means we need to know individually what our needs are and if the other person can meet those needs. And going through this process, like everyone can navigate through the hard stuff this way. It's not perfect. It's not neat and tidy, but it's real and it's honest and it's, and it's you know, a process that we do with love. Um so completely and perfectly. And I just really want everyone out there to hear that we all have access to this. We can all navigate through life this way, whether it's, you know, our marriage, whether it's our business, it's the same rules. Like, so how are we navigating through this? Same way I've got successful in business with perseverance and and heart, you know, like really, I always bring it back to love and I always just keep turning up. Even if some days I can turn up at a two and other days I can turn up at a hundred. I just keep freaking just stay in the freaking room. So yeah, it's been a very, very powerful lesson for me. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, you're, you're exactly right. This, the, the timing really is all perfect for this, even when we're going through it and we're like, you know, spitting the dummy, as you guys say in Australia, like, cause how many times did, yeah. you know, I, I've been spitting the dummy too, you know, and it's, why is it that whenever we go through this, it's always in retrospect, we're like, yeah, that was the perfect thing. You know, that's perfect timing. But then we forget that. It's almost like the same concept as we've come here as infinite beings, but we've forgotten. Well, I feel like we're going through many periods of that constantly over and over because we have so much evidence that it is unfolding the way that we have asked it to unfold. And that's the truth, Elizabeth. I think that's what's so powerful. I mean, you're the same. Like we often joke like how similar we are in our life, how we how we operate, how we navigate. Um, you know, even sometimes the things that are going on in our life are very, very similar. I feel like you're my um, separation divorce coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, but, you know, it's that whole. Um, oh, well, I know exactly what oh, you're talking about with this. The, the synchron it's, it's so funny how like, it'll almost be like, I'm going through something, but then you're going through a parallel version of it, but you're on the other side of the world. 
But at times we felt like we're almost the same human dealing with it and dealing with, with lives in a different way, which has caused like a really, I'll say like, I don't know how do you say it? Like energetically efficient, I guess, because we don't have to say all the words. Even when you were here at my house and we were sitting out back and we were at the table, you mentioned, you were like, you know, I feel like when I'm with you, I'm just with me. And like, we don't have to say all the words, you know, and it's just, and I know Taylor, it's the same thing, right? It's just like when you surround yourself and I just going back to like, everyone has access to this. I think it's when you, you have the support, right? And when you surround yourself by this, that is actually part of life being effortless. And I think that we think that we have to make our life effortless, but it's the receiving of all of that support that makes our lives effortless. And that has been a journey for each of us, you know, even Taylor with the whole, you know, self-love with not pushing herself all the time. Like that's a form of receiving. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, that's so spot on. And, you know, that's the thing that I was going to say, like what is just the, the thing that I would encourage everyone to pay attention to is that when these things blow up in your life, instead of going, oh, fuck, why is this happening to me? Or even doubling down on the work, it's like just pay attention and ask yourself, like, did I ask for this? Oh my God, I asked for this. Great, okay. You know, because I think that's one of the big things whether it was <clears throat> walking up a mountain on the Camino, whether it was, you know, growing the business, whether it was, you know, going through grieving my mother or, um, you know, separating from Justin, whatever. It's like, hang on a second, I did ask for this. And when I, when you go through that process and when you can accept that, okay, yeah, I, I have to change. Like I have to change my identity. When I change my identity, when I, when I ask the universe for something, when I go through this process, like, Shit's going to break. I mean, look at planet Earth right now. Shit's breaking. This is exactly what we're going through. So we can let ourselves off the hook, you know, because I know one thing for me going through all of this is like my my unresourceful childhood programming and patterning about being unlovable. Oh, my goodness. My wide open G-Center has been bringing it all up through this process. And I think what's so beautiful is that when we kind of look and we sit into it, like you said, Elizabeth, and go, oh, my God, yeah, I, I asked for this. This is this is actually what I want. For me, a weight, a massive weight is lifted. It gives me the full permission to feel all the emotions, whether they're just um, a childhood programming pattern of emotion or whether it's that core grief, sadness, whatever it is, because you're like, God, I'm just exactly where I need to be, so it's fine. I just have to be here with it and be with me. You know, one of the things that I'm just realizing in this moment is with the Cruz de Ferro thing, going back to that, I feel like when you keep saying like, this is what you asked for, I feel like so much of what we were asking the universe for was represented by what we left behind on top of that pile of rocks. And it's like, you don't realize once you climb up and drop the thing and then take a moment and then come back down that you're going to get what you asked for, but it may not look exactly the way that you thought. And I was just reflecting on my own experience with Carissa Farrow. And to like, when Elizabeth, when you were talking about the support, I just envisioned like, so that people know with Carissa Farrow, it's this big pile of like rocks and things that people have left behind. It's almost like a little mini mountain and you climb up it and we, you know, I'm sure people do it different ways, but we all went up individually, you know, and you and Coop went up together, but like I went up there by myself and here I am like, 
metaphorically letting go of a huge part of me, but knowing that the three of you were down there waiting for me when I came back down. And it was like that metaphor in itself was really beautiful. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. Oh my God. I love that. And I feel like that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel that whole, like I might be on the mountain for something, but I'm fully supported. You know, you guys are all there. I just love it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, the whole thing about, you know, I said, I, you know, that day, and that's one of the things that I said that day walking up there is I'm not the person that needs to be um, taken care of anymore. Well, now it's, it's kind of ironic because now from where I stand now, I see that I am still being taken care of, but the taking care of is now matching the new version of me. And there was nothing wrong before because that's what I needed before. It's almost like I I was married for 16 years. I needed that, but I have just as much, in fact, more. And if, if I look at just even what we're talking about here, like the people that are around me, the conversations, the experiences, all of that, you know? Uh, so I, I got what I asked for, but I had to be the new version to recognize that I was getting what I was asking for. Yeah, I love that. You have to be brave enough to pick up the new version of you. I definitely feel like that's been a large part of my lesson. Like, oh, I said that I wanted that. Now I actually have to pick it up and put it on. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Like, wait, can that be delivered? So, on, can that be delivered next Friday? Because I'm not I'm not ready for that today, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or it's that thing like I remember so much of my early personal development journey was always like, yeah, I want to change and I want to face this stuff, but I don't want the hard things. I don't want it to be uncomfortable. Can it all just be easy? And I'm like, I would say that's the thing that I've grown the most in. I'm like, all right, well, buckle up because it's not going to be freaking sunshine and rainbows. It's going to be a slap in the face and a kick to the gut, but it's going to be good. It's all going to be good. I was just going to say so many cool words have been created out of it too, like sliding door moments and, and things like that. But <laughs> it's like we created our own So much. Like I feel like we have a whole, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. We've just created our own language. So tell me, um, obviously, like there's been some pretty um, significant uh, ongoing, you know, dominoes falling in my life. But tell me about yours. Like, um, Elizabeth, what are the what are the dominoes that have fallen post Camino? Well, you know, even though I said I mentioned the, the divorce, like I've still been going through kind of the settlement process of it, navigating that, which you know, you, again, that never looks like you, you think it's going to look, um, trying to remain friends, but then not always agreeing on everything. And really it's a different role that you're playing kind of, it's a different, you know, you're, you're now, you're not working as a team necessarily. You're working as individual beings, but you know, what, what does that look like and how can I show up and still love this person that deep down, I love to the end of the earth and back, you know? So that has been something that I've been trying to put together. And that is really, well, as you know, like, uh, you know, unconditional love, the whole like cross of love is just, and so I've been trying to figure out Mm -hmm. how can I step into, um, sort of all of these conversations with unconditional love, which part of that I've realized is full responsibility. 
full responsibility for the way that I create the space and the way that I energetically change the space and also full responsibility for going around to the other side of the table uh, and seeing things from their perspective. Because until I did yeah. that, I could not truly understand where they were coming from. And so that's something that I have really up leveled. And I did not, I would say I didn't even have that ability that much before within a relationship. I just would kind of react based on the entanglements. So I would say definitely that, uh, but also being challenged with, um, you know, something that has come into my life that could be a relationship, could not be a relationship. And I have not known where to categorize it, where to put it. And a lot of my childhood stuff has come up. And what do I want to do is I want to make everything comfortable. Like I want it, I want like the emotion of it to go away. So it's like, how can I bring milk and cookies into this? When that's, a, that's not, it doesn't fit. And every time I tried to like bring milk and cookies into the room, uh, she was like, mm, no, that's, that's, that's not. But seeing this is like the, it's the biggest gift that I could have gotten because that's what I asked for is give me something that doesn't look like I had before and let yeah. me actually rise to the occasion. And I had to really go within, you know, Taylor mentioned presence, the meta, the amount of meditation that I've done. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm remodeling uh, my, a family home in Tennessee right now. I don't know where I'm going to end up, you know, but the uncertainty of that. So it's like everything blew up. I sold the horse ranch. Uh, you know, I got the divorce, uh, walked the Camino, like brought my horses across, like, you know, didn't even like had them in some strange boarding facility. And, and like, I don't know how I put all of this together and actually just even pulled this off in 2023. I mean, you know, see, I'm getting ready to go to Hawaii here soon. And I think I'm just going to sit and think about, holy hell, like I just slid into home base, you know, with this whole 2023 Ugh. thing. But I could not have asked for a more perfect situation. And even today, it's still being okay with the discovery of what's come up. And I think that's the yeah. new version of me, the new version of me. I've always been okay with the discovery with money. You know, that's so free flow, but it's like, yeah. now I'm okay with the discovery of the relationship because I don't need the relationship anymore. And you can't actually discover and need something at the same time. Oh, I love that. And your whole like money neutrality, relationship neutrality, like, oh, that's just been so helpful for me because, you know, every time my inner child has kicked in, I'm like, no, I'm going to stay in neutrality. So I'm just going to feel what I feel. I'm going to let it just move through me. I don't know because so much of this journey for Justin and I has been we don't know what we're doing. We are, we're not, we are, we're not, where are we not. Um, so that piece has been so incredibly powerful. I just, I just love it. So good. Take oh, boy. <laughs> um, you know, I actually mm – -hmm recently came across a couple of weeks ago, um, a journal entry that I wrote just before we walked to the Camino. And it was this meditation. And I think it was actually when I was visiting you, we did a, uh, like a moon meditation together or something. And it was how we wanted to feel six months from that moment. And so it was just before we went 
to walk the Camino. And I just reread this journal entry and I was like, holy shit, you cannot make this up. Because the word that came to me that I journaled on was um, agency. It was just this word that kept coming up was agency and having agency over myself. And that six months from that moment, I wanted to know, I wanted to feel like I had agency over myself. And since that moment and since the Camino, it's just been me being faced with all of the parts of my life where I've given away my power and not had agency over myself. And it's almost like I've had a chance to re-choose. And it's been really, really beautiful. And like, you know, it ties into like the whole Cruz de Ferro thing again. Like the thing that I left behind was that a very first crystal that I ever bought myself is this little circle crystal. I still can't remember what it was called, but it was for anxiety, which I've talked about. And then the other thing is at the morning we woke up to go walk to the Cruz de Ferro. I knew it was kind of up a mountain, but I didn't realize how far. So I really like put myself in for it. But we walked out of the, you know, where we were staying and I found like the biggest rock I could reasonably fit in my backpack. And I added another like five to seven pounds to my backpack to carry up to the mountain de Crucifero and leave it behind as a metaphor to remind myself what it feels like to carry something that doesn't belong to me. And I was just screaming yeah, the whole it. time, like not actually mm-hmm. screaming, but in my head, I was like, why did I put this rock in my bag? This is so uncomfortable. This is so heavy. I don't need this. And it was just one big metaphor. And I got to the top and I took it out of my backpack and chucked it across the thing. Like this thing can get effed, you know? Um, and it was just a really beautiful metaphor for like letting go of attachment to feeling the need to like prove my worth by carrying other people's stuff. And yeah you know, walking away from that experience, it was like, I've been faced with all of that. And I came back from the Camino and packed up my whole life and moved across the country. And that was already happening. It wasn't because of the Camino. However, the experience of the Camino allowed me to be in a place of non-attachment with that process because I came back and it was, I had to start packing right away because it was only two weeks after I got back that I, you know, the movers were coming And I noticed how easy it was because the whole theme of the Camino is simplicity. You, everything you own or, you know, while you're walking is on your back and your job every day is you wake up, you walk, you eat, you sleep. And that's pretty much it. You know, for me, it was eating a lot, as you both know, because we go and, you know, like. I got rid of 75% of what I owned and, you know, it was easy for me just to be like, yep, you know, closing this chapter. And I feel like without the experience of the Camino, I would have had a lot more attachment to that um, because I loved living in California. It's beautiful, but I knew that it was time to move on from that phase of my life. And it was so much easier, I think, because of that experience and because of that metaphor of letting things go and not being so attached. And that's just continued to play out over and over again, whether like it's in work and having to delegate and not be attached to, you know, and you know, this is one of my biggest struggles, like letting go of the things that I don't need to be doing. And so often like I'll do it, but I'm five years old going, I don't want to do it. And then, you know, I go through the process and I do it and it's okay, but it's just that constant non-attachment, let go, non-attachment, let go, non-attachment, let go. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. And it's, it's just so freaking powerful, you know, like, yeah. And I feel like even everything I've been going through so much of your experience has been really supportive for me, you know, from that non-attachment 
point of view and just almost like that constant confirmation of like, okay, cool, I'm not crazy. Other people have felt this way. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know. The the, the one thing I also just want <clears throat> to add because I've kind of, I suppose, talked about the challenges that I didn't see coming. I think one of the other things for me about um, the Camino and setting this intention of like we just wanted to create easy success, you know, we wanted to be um, create this really authentic success that we just love to do what we do to serve you guys who are listening to all of our communities, um, you know, HDX, like we want HDX to be the ultimate, you know, we talk about human design community, but like it's expanded into so much more than just human design. I mean, next year we've got all these amazing teachers, Elizabeth being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, what has been one of my greatest teachers is actually the business because, you know, I set this intention. I wanted things to be easy and effortless. Um, You know, I want things to flow more. I want it to be more authentic and blah, 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 blah. And one thing I recently realized is that my business itself has been one of my greatest teachers because everything I'm going through um, in my separation and in my relationship right now um, is everything I went through in my business over the last three years. And when we actually reflected on the figures and we reflected on, you know, the audience growth and all the things that we're doing, like we are going to hit our, we are just so close to seven figures this year. Um, we have had a massive second half post Camino, keeping in mind that we took what nearly two months off the business, like two months out of the business. So in 10 months, we have, um, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a significantly massive increase on last year. Um, and it was so freaking easy, you know, like we just had fun and we've built our business and, we have doubled down on investing in the people that can help us grow the business and scale the business, but it's, it's felt really easy. You know, I had a moment um, probably two months ago where I think it was one day I paid $50,000 in um, invoices. And I remember thinking like, this is such a high quality thing, right? Like, and I wasn't afraid, you know, I, I, I don't know if I even sent you a message. Um, I think I probably did Elizabeth, but I'm like, I just just invested all this money in my business and I'm not freaking out. Like, oh, my God, like I'm properly wealthy now. Like I am properly abundant now because I could just easily do it, you know. And I feel like for me, you know, this is why I bang on about the external clues, people. Like when you get too in your head and you're thinking about things, you miss the obvious. So you have to take a step back and have a look at the external clues. And for me, so much of this year has been evidence that everything that I've been working on and practicing in my business is now leaking out into every part of my life, like in an epic way. You know, even I've become a better parent post Camino. I've become a better leader in my business post Camino. I've become a much better friend post Camino. I've become you know, so much better in all these areas of my life. And it, it, it's because I've been willing to deal with my elephant in the room um, and also just see the evidence of all the growth, like how much growth, of, how far I've already come. Anything either of you would well, like to Well, I just want to give you the figure because 60% year over year as, as of this moment. It's going to be more yeah, because baby. that's the calculation as of, Woo! you know, yesterday, because you know me, I do it all the time. Um, but yeah, when you said that, I was like, it's 60% and we have yeah. to share that. Yeah. 
So, and this is the thing that for everyone out there listening, I just want you to understand this is where we're headed. This is what we're going to be teaching. It's why we have all these epic teachers in HDX next year, because I'm tired of people, I'm tired of hearing this for, for my clients, for my community members. I'm tired of hearing, I'm doing all the work, but I'm just not getting the results. I'm not making the money yet. I'm not yet. I'm not this yet. So that's why we've built HDX the way we built it because we're bringing all the freaking experts in. We're going to get all the freaking T's crossed, the I's dotted because that's what we've done. And we really want to share that with everybody. So, um, because it's a game changer. I really, and I'm going to talk more about this and I'm sure Elizabeth's going to talk at length about this when she's teaching her program. But one thing that I've really discovered, like I chased money for so long. And one thing I know for sure is that you cannot fully step into abundance and still, until you start making consistent money. You know, a lot of people try and create abundance from nothingness. And I have learned that that is just it's, it's, you just can't, you have to take baby steps because you have to get that feeling of like, oh my God, I can make consistent money. I can make consistent money. I can make consistent money. Um, and once you get to that point, that's when it all like skyrockets in my experience. And I think that's where we really want to support and help people um, in 2023. Elizabeth, you're the expert. I've just rambled. Well, no, I, I love the way that you describe it because it's what you're talking about is you're talking about that initial momentum and that momentum is that creates the believability that wasn't present there before, because effectively we're all making decisions based on our level of believability. And so once that momentum comes in place, especially if you cannot, you know, be so locked into the circumstances like, okay, yeah, I'm making consistent money, but it's only a thousand dollars a month. If you can take the only out of it, you know, and yeah. kind of go back to what I was saying, like, why is it that it's not fun to discover how you can make 5,000 a month or 10,000 a month or like what happened exactly. to us as adults that like we lost that childlike um, value of the fact that we it's we don't know, you know, because the not knowing is actually what creates the space for the new to come in. And what you're saying is like, use that momentum and that believability. It's kind of like, then you've got like all the wheels turning, right? Then you've got kind of the, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that that is, you know, something that we've definitely done this year is almost like gamified. Like it's fun. Everything is getting, it's more and more fun, fun and easy. They're two of our favorite words. Oh, that was fun. Oh, that was easy. And it's been a real game changer. Anyway, I'm super conscious of time. I have to run away because I'm going out for lunch. I could talk to you guys about this, about the Camino, about all the things like for freaking hours. Um, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything that either of you feel like you haven't said or you haven't shared that you'd like to share? You know, I think the only thing that I would just, and this was probably one of the big um, ahas that I had, and I would love for, you know, to share it with people would be the value of whatever you do, whether you don't, you don't feel like you have to walk the Camino in order to get all the stuff that we're talking about today and to have your life unfold in, in different ways. Like really it's about, you know, we just mentioned momentum. Well, it's about breaking the momentum on the things that you have going on in your life right now, which really aren't getting you what you want. That's what the Camino did is it, it completely cleaned the slate for all of us because suddenly the only thing we had to focus on was were we standing out front at 6 a.m. with the backpack on and our, sh- our, our shoes laced up the right way, you know? And so, yeah, it's really more about breaking the cycle 
And then once, once that, it once that happens, then, you know, like on the other side of it, there's this pause, there's the awareness, like Taylor was saying, and something wants to step into that. So it's like, Oh, what are you, what are you going to so do? So good. Yeah. Something wants to step into the gap. I love good that. Stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. If I could just say one thing that I haven't said, cause it was one of the biggest metaphors for me. It was like, don't give up in the messy middle part because it's a necessary part of the journey. You know, like, and I know you've talked about this on podcasts before, and I'll just say quickly, like the middle part of the Camino is like painstaking in a lot of ways because it's flat and there's nothing pretty to look at. And you're just walking through wheat fields and every mile looks like the next. And it was hot and like, there's nothing to do or look at, but be with your own thoughts. And it's like, the, you know, the first part of the Camino and the, the third part are really like beautiful scenery wise and there's more to do and more to look at and you're in the middle and it's like, you know, you're going to get to that place, but it's really hard in the middle. And it's like, it feels more challenging for a lot of people. And it's like, but it's a necessary part of the journey. You can't get from the first third to the last third without walking the middle part. So that was just a really big metaphor that I've continued to carry with me is like, don't give up in the hard part because it's going to get better oh my god I love that and thank you because I feel like that's also for me as well because I feel like I'm in the messy middle part and it's so true because you know like here we are all people who consciously manifest our reality you know we consciously say this is what I want to create um okay if this is what I want to create who do I need to become okay cool and it's in that moment who do I need to become? That these things have to happen because we have to become that version of ourselves that can have that business, have that relationship, parent that way, whatever, um, have that body, have that health and well-being. And <coughs> we can never step into that version of ourselves if we don't keep going in the hard part. We just have to keep going. Even if it's like a centimetre a day, who gives a shit, but at least just still going in the right direction. That's all that matters. I love that. Thank you so much. Well, ladies, oh, my goodness. Um, it's been so awesome talking to both of you about this and thank you so much for your wisdom and thank you so much for spending all that time with me um, and, yeah, having an experience that I will never, ever forget. Um, thank you for both, you know, I feel like you're both surrogate sisters to my eldest son now because he just thinks the sun shines out of your asses, which is so beautiful. And he's always like, I miss Elizabeth. I miss Taylor. Like he just, he just loves you guys so much. And and so do I. And I just, I love that you two are in my life every single day. And yeah, so much greatness has come from right back at you. Thank together. you. So thank you. Yeah. What a gift you are, Taylor. I mean, it's just, we are, we are the gift in each other's lives, like exactly at the right moment. Exactly. Exactly. Beautifully said. Well, thank you everyone for listening along. We really love and appreciate you. Um, I bet there were a bunch of things in today's episode that you resonated with that maybe, um, maybe you've got an elephant in the room that needs yes. some dealing with. Maybe you've been inspired to take on the Camino. Who knows? But I trust you got what you needed from today's episode. Thanks for being with us. And I look forward to having you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks everyone for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. 
Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.